I don't know about the rest of you, but it seems that lately I've been seeing stars. The Michelin type to be specific. I recently participated in a masterclass with Michelin star chef Massimo Cotura. Each week, Stanley Tucci takes me to Italy and introduces me to at least one Michelin star chef. These decorated chefs have been featured on the podcasts I've been listening to, and we've just learned that the Michelin Guide is coming to Toronto. I'm Jenny, and today I'm looking into exactly what are Michelin stars and what makes them shine so brightly. First off, if you're thinking, isn't Michelin a brand of tires? Yes, you're absolutely right. And we're going to dive into how the tires turned into one of the highest ratings for taste. So let's start from the beginning and go back to 1899, when French tire company headed up by brothers Eduard and André Michelin first published the Michelin Guide. This publication provided information to motorists such as maps, tire repair and replacement instructions, listings for car mechanics, hotels and gas stations located throughout France. This guide was created in an effort to increase the demand for cars on the road, of which there were few at the time which then in turn would also include the need for more tires. Smart, these two brothers. Among its listings, the prestigious Red Guide included anonymous European restaurant reviews that focused on the quality and flavor of food served, as well as mastery of culinary technique and personality of the dishes. The famous star rating system, however, wasn't introduced until 1926, and it was initially a single star that denoted a very good restaurant. In 1933, additional star ratings were added. The guidebooks, if you've never leafed through one, rank restaurants with a three-star system, and it's based on subjective anonymous reviews by the guides inspectors. These prestigious stars are considered the highest form of honor, regardless of how many a restaurant receives. An eatery can receive between one and three stars, And here's how the rating structure works. One star. The restaurant is considered very good in its category, having a quality menu and preparing cuisine to a consistently high standard. Two stars. The restaurant has excellent cuisine delivered in a unique way and has something exceptional to offer. It's worth a detour to visit while traveling. Three stars. The restaurant has exceptional cuisine and thus worth a special journey just to visit. Rather than being a stop on the way to a destination, it is the destination. This restaurant serves distinct dishes that are executed to perfection. A three-star rating is quite elusive and only 136 restaurants globally currently hold this esteemed ranking. In 1995, Michelin incorporated the Bib Gourmand which was introduced to highlight restaurants offering exceptionally good food at moderate prices. To be considered for this category, the eateries must offer menu items priced below a maximum determined by local economic standards. Fun side note here, Bib is short for Bibendum, which is the company's nickname for the Michelin Man, their iconic corporate logo. In 2020, yet another introduction, the Michelin Guide launched the Green Star, a sustainability emblem to symbolize excellence in sustainable gastronomy. An establishment that gets awarded this Green Star is also given space on the guide's website for the chef to describe the restaurant's vision. Okay, so now we know about the rating system, 
But how exactly does an establishment earn their stars? Unlike other rating systems, Michelin stars are not based on customer reviews, but rather on undercover inspections by anonymous food experts known as the Michelin inspectors. These secret culinary agents visit a restaurant, unbeknownst to the owner, write a comprehensive report about the dining experience, basing their decisions on what Michelin says are five universal criteria. You ready for them? They are quality of the products, mastery of flavors, mastery of cooking techniques, the personality of the chef in the cuisine, and consistency between visits. All of these factors aid the inspectors in deciding which restaurants receive star status. An inspector can even return up to six times before reporting back to their fellow inspectors, who then come to a joint decision about whether or not to award stars. Inspectors remain anonymous to avoid being given preferential treatment, and they undergo official Michelin Guide training in France. They are not allowed to speak to the press, and they are even discouraged from telling their family and friends about what they do. <laughs> they really are the 007s of gastronomy. Anyone hoping to become a Michelin inspector must be passionate and knowledgeable about food with good attention to detail and the ability to blend in. Hmm, eh, I think I could do it. While one might assume that earning the star is the hard part for a restaurant, it's actually maintaining it that's the real challenge. Those who do make the grade are re-inspected frequently and can lose their stars if the inspectors feel that they've fallen short. Even the most well-known chefs can be stripped of their stars if they do not live up to the stringent standards of the Michelin. The Michelin Guide is widely recognized as one of the highest authorities of fine dining in the world, and now Toronto will be christened with the inaugural book produced for Canada. Beginning this fall, Michelin inspectors will make their way across the six to secure star ratings for some of the city's select restaurants. So stay tuned to see who makes the cut. The French Tire Company and their little red book. Okay, maybe it's not so little, but it sounds good. Definitely spark interest in travel, particularly to restaurants that exhibit culinary excellence. And maybe one of these days, I'll finally enjoy a Michelin star meal. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in for more of my food fables.